Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Isn't God worthy of praise and worship? He's done so much for me, and I know he's doing so much more for this church and the people in Stewart, Host Sound, Port St. Lucie, all of this great United States. And uh, I know he's, he's going to do so much more. And uh, he's never shy of uh, being glorified. Amen. Hallelujah. We should. We should lift him up all the time. Every chance that we get, I mean, he is worthy. He's done so much. And uh, I'm just fascinated by how he brings the word and how he's blessed me. And I thank Pastor for giving me an opportunity and uh, allowing me to practice. Because uh, when you try to practice with family or with friends, uh, they kind of push you away sometimes, you know? <laughs> so... I love them anyway, and uh, God bless them. And uh, let me just want to go to the word in uh, Exodus chapter 3. Um, this is a very familiar verse, uh, verse 4 through 5. And uh, I'll make it quick. I know we've been standing for a little bit while, but uh, And the word reads, and when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, talking about Moses, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush. And of course, that bush was on fire, but not consumed, uh, not burning. It was consumed in flames. And that's a, an awesome miracle that God can perform in our own lives. It's an illustration of how he's burning inside of my soul right now. I love him. And he said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am, Moses answered. And he said, draw not nigh hither. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet. For the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Hallelujah. Let's ask the Lord to bless this word that it moves us in this world, that it changes us and helps us to stay grounded. Lord, Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your message. We thank you for what you're doing in this city, what you're doing in this world. We love you, Father. We trust in you. We're asking that you, you help us to stay grounded in your word, in your love, in your gospel, in your truth, in your son's sacrifice. We worship you, Jesus. We love you for all that you do and continue to do. Let the miraculous be seen by your people, by those that are lost, and they have something to follow, that they have you to trust. In Jesus' name, we love you, Father. Have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. You can be seated, please. God bless. This hits home to me only because of certain circumstances that God has allowed to happen in my life, which I thank him for. It helps me to be stronger in my witness and my testimony. And uh, he is worthy. And uh, <laughs> he's put me on holy ground. How he forgives us as sinners. 
Now, Moses was in a terrible place in his life, and, but he didn't, know what, he didn't know what was in store in his life. This isn't in my notes, but God is reminding me. <laughs> That's how God works. He reminds us of his word, of his truth, of where he brings us from. And I thanked, I thanked the Lord that uh, there was a man such as Moses for a testimony. This word is full of the love of how God changes people's lives and puts them on holy ground. I thank him for that. There's only one God in the world that can do that, and that's the same God who created this world. The same ground that he told him to take his sandals off. Only God can make it holy. Hallelujah. As pastor was stating about the, the Ark of the Covenant, and uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's so incredible how God works in all our lives and brings us to the truth and helps us to recognize that uh, it doesn't just take one of us, it takes all of us. The unity of this church and also the understanding of where God's taking us Excuse me. God has a great way of connecting us, helping us to make contact with one another and understanding in his presence, in his glory. That's what the Ark of the Covenant was all about, <laughs> is his glory. And if we're standing on holy ground, there he is also. And so what's so incredible about our Father, our God, our Savior, the Son that he gave to us and died for our iniquities, to take all that away, it's a wonderful gospel to understand and truly live by. There are certain things that happen in all of our lives that has a, a peculiar way of interfering with God, but being prayed up and studied up and understanding the word, being in his, his wonderful presence. It prepares you for certain things and circumstances that happen and arise in your life and how individuals try to interfere in God's work. But what's so amazing is that the holy ground that, that God has put me on has blessed me in the, in the instance of his word and his presence and the truth and love. I was so compelled to speak my mind, this this earthly flesh wanting to rebuke someone in that holy ground that I was standing on, my soul, inner soul that Jesus filled me with, helped me to bite my tongue and uh, allow his word to, to bless me. And that uh, it's God's will and God's time that's going to have to take effect, not mine. 
And I thank him for that. Because I need to remain grounded in his truth, in his word, in his promise. Hallelujah. It's so amazing how God worked in Joshua's life. In Joshua chapter 5, verse 14 through 15. The word reads in chapter four, yeah, chapter five, verse fourteen, and he said, "Nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord, am I now come?" And Joshua fell on his face to the earth, and did worship and said unto him, "What saith my Lord unto his servant?" And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place whereon thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. There's so much in the word that we have to understand. It takes us to answer and recognize, respect, and then also to be To be obedient. I mean, I can only imagine what the ground must have felt like for him to take his sandals off in the desert. The same way Moses did. You know, there's a whole bunch of rocks. If you've seen the, the mountain and uh, different places that uh, where the burning bush was. And you'd say, man, I wouldn't like to take my shoes off there or my sandals. to be in the presence of the Lord, to understand how great he is and what the consequences can be of not being obedient and following your own heart and doing what your flesh tells you to do and being inconsiderate to what God has put before you. I could have said something to hurt someone else's feelings today and let them know that they're wrong for what they think. But I thank God that he's in my heart and that I listened and I was obedient to what he wanted to do in the life of this individual. I have, uh, I had to go in and understand as I was Wondering why, you know, the ground was so special. And in the word, it tells you about how, you know, a lot of people fall on their face. There's sacrifices that are made. The ground gives up water. There's life created in the ground. Uh, it gives us fruit, vegetables, and it sustains us. And also, you know, it, it, it gives, it's just, you know, it, it's, it's a place where we came from. It gave us life. And it continues to supply those needs that we have, our flesh. But also, I, I, I continued to do the little study, and I was wondering, you know, I came across this a while back, but uh, I, God was like, yeah, well, I gave this to you. I want you to use this in this, this teaching. And uh, what's so important about it is that, I, like I said, it's something that I, I live um, as you know, I have sciatic issues with my back, my spine. 
there's nerves that are pinched and uh, it creates a lot of pain to stand, to move, to work, to do anything. And uh, about a year and a half ago, I sustained another uh, pinch in the back of my nerve and almost had me uh, incapable of walking. But uh, God helped me through that pain and God sustained me. And uh, being in that pain and understanding why God was, you know, bringing me to my knees. And uh, sometimes we have to. Sometimes we have to slow down and we have to recognize that what, what speed we're at, we have to uh, in, uh, incorporate God in that patience, that level. And, uh, you know, I don't know if it came from that prayer, you know. <laughs> God, give me patience. I hear a lot of preachers talk about how, you know, you be careful what you pray for, you know, and you might get it, you know, and uh, I, I, I'm not sure if that was a part of it, but I think it had the part to do with, with an understanding and uh, to allow me to understand how vulnerable this flesh is. We have to understand that we consume certain foods, we do certain things in our lives, and it's not good for us. That's not what I'm talking about, the foods or the health. I'm talking about the ground. And uh, we have to respect what God has blessed us with, this ground. There's many times that I've dumped oil in the ground, not thinking about its you know, impact in the environment and stuff like that. But I'm not, uh, I'm not talking about my... Uh, my misuse of the earth or my malice deeds or anything like that. Uh, after f doing some studies about the nerves and uh, how uh, I looked into remedies and other ways, you know, that... Uh, medicines could help my back and I went and saw doctors and not to say that they're they don't know what they're doing but there was also other studies so I started looking into it um, please don't misunderstand me there's you know medicines that help people out and uh, God has provided that for certain people okay but it didn't help me it didn't help my pain all it did is create a cloud in my mind, and I couldn't think straight. I couldn't read the Bible correctly, and uh, it was a fog to me, and uh, I didn't like it. So I didn't take the medicines, and I started looking into some natural, you know, remedies and stuff that could happen. And I came across a study by a man named Clint Huber, uh, where he grounded himself by putting a, a piece of co a, a copper rod and a wire hooked up to it, with a piece of aluminum tape on, the, on his bed, in the center of his bed. And he laid on top of this aluminum tape, and uh, he was just trying this out. This is about 20 years ago, and uh, he said it made him feel so much better, and it, it made things change in his life. And uh, he had a real bad, which I do as well because of this, is inflammation. And... Uh, what was so interesting about the study, I was like, man, and, and he's grounding himself to the earth. Now, what's really given me encouragement to look this, look this up a little even further and keep going in into the study 
is that uh, the earth was created by God. There's so much that we don't take into consideration and take for granted what the earth is capable of doing. Now, they talk about how fast it rotates and how it, it uh, has a, gravita- a gra- uh, gravitational pull. And uh, this man figured out that if you ground yourself, that it can pull out the negative out of the negative um, uh, impacts that these sicknesses are having in your life. I'm not saying that this is a cure to cancer or anything. It's not a claim that I'm making. It's something that I studied. This guy has studied it. He's just put it, you know, put a book out, and he, he's, um, I wrote it down here somewhere. Um, it's called the name of the book. Uh, Earth grounded or something like that. But anyway, it just, what it basically, uh, the studies, uh, there's other doctors, scientists that started looking into it. He went in and he wanted to, uh, you know, find out um, if there was anything else that could be, you know, uh, come out of it and what could be life-altering for people who have sicknesses. And they did CAT scans after they did this study, and it lasted for about five years. And they found out that it did technically do different things in their bodies. It took away the, uh, they did CAT scans, MRIs, and uh, there was great and wonderful results. And uh, all they had to do was just lay on a bed that had, you know, uh, grounded, uh, uh, grounded into you know, uh, the earth. And so I was amazed by it because it was, it was something that uh, I needed. This old flesh is in so much pain all the time that uh, we, there's not enough studies out there and they're not reaching into what's, you know, what's natural by God. And uh, I love what God, uh, let's see, Uh, um, let's see. It's, it's hallelujah. I'm looking for a verse <laughs> that uh, God put on my heart. I think it was 27.5. Oh, there's so much that God has done, created, and made. And uh, And uh, also scripture. Scripture is essential for us to, to fall back onto. And uh, I know I put it in here. Thought I had it all situated. Hallelujah. Um, It's going to come up. I'm sure it's going to come up somewhere. Um, 
Well, in the study, they, they came across a frequency that we r regulate off ourselves and the earth bounces back to us, which is uh, 78.3 megahertz. And uh, what's so interesting about that is that we are made by God. And that's the verse that I was trying to refer to. There is a verse in here that God had made everything. Uh, let's see, uh, Ephesians 5, verse. It says that he might present it to himself. Uh, this is Ephesians 5, chapter 5, verse 27. Uh, that he might present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkles or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loves himself, for no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth, even as the Lord, the church. So if we take into consideration what we and how we treat our flesh, you know, there are consequences to not treating it properly. So I can't be upset about how my body is now. I can only be thankful that I'm able to walk on two feet, that I'm able to see, and that I'm able to deliver the word according to God's will. He's an awesome God, an awesome provider. And uh, because there are solutions to our infirmities, we take it to the Lord and ask him for forgiveness, repent, and turn from our sins and ask him to bless our body and to return the love and thank him for it. And uh, he's, he's so willing to forgive us and he loves us so much. I don't know what happened to that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Um. Um, let's see, in Colossians, no, it's not. this book is slippery. Colossians chapter 1, verse 23. If you, <clears throat> if you continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which ye have heard and which, ye, and which was preached to every creature, which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made, a minister. 
How wonderful is that that God has given us the ground that we can settle our feet down and not be moved away from the hope and the gospel. That was one thing that I was continuing. I wanted to know more about the gospel, about the truth of God, that he gave his son, his only begotten son, that we may be free from this world, from this earth. Because this earth is going to perish. It's, gonna, it's not going to last forever. It's one thing that I had to let one of my grandchildren know is that we're not here forever. We have an everlasting life to live, and it's either with God or with whoever you choose. God gave us this earth not to worship it. He gave us this ground to stand on, that we can live on it, but not to worship it. There's a lot of different religions and ideas of how the earth is Mother Earth. Yes, it gave us birth. We are from the earth, but God gave us life. His breath gave us a spirit. There's nothing in the world that can take that from me. That truth is real to me because I know that I felt that spirit of life being blown into me when I thought that I was going to die. I thank, that he, I thank the Lord that he resurrected me that day, that I'm able to stand here today and continue his work his gospel, his love of his son, the life and death, resurrection of the king. It grounded me, and it grounded me on a holy ground. Hallelujah. Thank you for your word, Jesus. I love you, and I thank the Lord for all that he continues to do and what he's doing in the lives of this, this people in the church, the people in the city, and what he continues to do. Hallelujah, Jesus. I tell you, I wrote notes down, but I think I, I put them in my mind. and <laughs> I didn't mark it in the book. I didn't mark it in the... And I know where I want to go. <laughs> well, I know where the Lord told me to go. And that was real enough for me. Hallelujah. In chapter 5. My, my, and that certainly wasn't it. Hallelujah. No. Maybe it's Second Timothy. <laughs> uh, chapter five, fifteen. No, it's not. Let's go to chapter 3, verse 15 in 2 Timothy. Uh, verse 15. And that from a child thou hast known. This is from birth. The Holy Scripture which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. 
I wanted to tie that in with Colossians chapter 1, verse 23. That the hope of the gospel, that it's true, and that the Lord outstends his arm from birth as a child. Because we're born into this world from the earth. And it's such, such an amazing thing how God works. His word is everlasting and true. And there's nothing more powerful than his truth. His gospel, his testimony, his son. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 15. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come here. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And from the beginning of this, it talks about the helmet, the sword, the shield. And how God has prepared us for this journey. And what I intentionally understood of what God was trying to give was that we have to be prepared for the answer. The question, we have to have the answer for the question that people give us or ask us. That gospel, what is it? Why do you believe what you believe? It's because God gave us his son. And he gave us the true understanding of his word from the day that we were born. I remember the days when my dad was preaching and ta talking about how important it is to be obedient and to learn and to listen and to read the Bible and to pray. To understand what Jesus was doing when he walked this earth. God was putting a foundation for all mankind. And I thank Jesus. I thank him for what he's provided for us, the sacrifice on Golgotha. There's a man doing a tour of Golgotha, and you see how they built a, it's, it's like a monument now. They take it too far, I think, about a sacred place. They start worshiping the ground. They built a monument around it. They have thousands of people going to this place. They put their hand on the, the Mount of Golgotha. And the guy giving the tour tells them, yeah, this is where Jesus was crucified. We can't become worshipers of this earth. It gives us life. It can heal us. It can change us. It can provide sanctuary. We know a lot of prophets were hiding in caves to protect themselves. It gave them shelter. But what we need to do is step out. Step out of this idea that this earth is going to save us somehow. It's temporary. And I thank God for everything that he provides for me. 
especially an understanding of how important it is. That the letters in these pages were written on something that came from this earth. But what we need to understand was inspired by God, His Spirit, His indwelling amongst the men, the prophets, the disciples, the ministers, the preachers, the teachers. God has given us so much to do. What an interesting envelope of information. What a great note. What a great message. What a great truth. It's so loving that God has given us this wonderful purpose. I don't know why, but the Lord has given me this simple message. I've gone to it a couple times, but I think it's important that the world knows. And this is one thing that I don't want to tell certain people because I might hurt their feelings. I might disrupt their way of thinking. God's not a God of confusion. So I have to trust in him and believe that he knows what he's doing in his due time. Let the word be said that says in the book of Revelations, chapter 22, verse 19, and if any man shall take away from the words of this book, of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city that city that is about to come his kingdom come that his will be done that whatever he puts in this book can't be changed can't be taken out consequences are dire we're in a society where there's people accepting change they say you have to, that it's a part of evolution. Such a lie. God is the same today and tomorrow. He hasn't changed. His word is final. He says it clearly. Any man, anybody, who takes away anything from the word of this book. That should be everlasting in our hearts. And I know there's a lot of people who take caution. That's why I didn't want to go any further with taking out of context what the book had said. And I lost the verse here somewhere, but I'm not going to dare say something that is not of the word of his wonderful word up here. No way, no how. And I have to be a true testament to God's will and God's way. 
Why? It's because I don't want to be held out of his city and from the things which are written in this book. There's promises. There's life. There's everlasting life. There is a tomorrow for us. We continue to seek his word and continue to seek his truth and stay grounded in what he has given us. Hallelujah. He is worthy. He is great. And if we can stand to our feet tonight, and I want to close with one more verse. This one, I'm pretty sure I know where it's at. God bless. In Acts chapter 7, verse 33. Then said the Lord unto him, Put off thy shoes from thy feet, for the place where thou standest is holy ground. He was repeating what was said earlier. Uh, in chapter 34, it reads, I have seen, I have seen the affliction of my people, which is in Egypt, and I have heard their groaning, and am come down to deliver them, and now come, I will to send thee into Egypt which was Moses. But God is crying out to us now and letting us know that he is with us, that he has made holy ground in our souls because if we came from this earth, we're going back to where we came from. He sanctified our souls so the ground that he stands on can be used according to his word that we can be a testimony, that we can be preachers and teachers and bless people with the gospel and let people know that he's coming and give them the truth of what God is doing and about to do and minister patience and love, the fruit of the Spirit. It's so wonderful to know that he hasn't left us or forgotten us or forbid us to come into his wonderful place that all we have to ask is for forgiveness. I am, I'm still flesh. I'm still a man. I know I sin. There's things that I think of that I shouldn't think of. And I thank God that he is. And he will always have me grounded. We need the heart of a grounded disciple. A grounded preacher, teacher, a father, a son, a grandparent, grounded in the truth, grounded in his love, grounded in his spirit, in his might. How wonderful would it be if the world knew and was grounded in the love and the truth of Jesus Christ who died for us? Who, if only we repent, and ask for that forgiveness. That he can fill us with the Holy Ghost. With the evidence of speaking in tongues. Believe in his truth and his son. Hallelujah. 
Let's ask God, let's bow our heads and ask the Lord that we can become more grounded in the truth, more in what he has provided for us and what he is about to do in this world, that we can be a part of the revival that he has put in this, this flesh, in this world, that we can be in unity. Hallelujah. That Jesus can do his work.